Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Don't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. This is Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast on the internet. Because they're pretty much the only one, is what I heard. Um, I'm Ryan. With me is Brad. Hey, what's up? Did you hear I said that too? I was like, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sir, you know, I think to go into the movies. Um, it's, it's funny how much people make fun of me when my voice cracks. So it's, it's such a delight to hear someone like you <laughs> suffer the same fate right now. I know it's horrible. Cause usually, I mean, my voice is, you know, straight, like, you know, all deep and sexy and stuff. And now it's pretty much deeper gone. than Henry's really. I know. That's what I'm saying, man. It's horrible. And yeah, now you've got this going on and that's yeah, weird, but we'll get through it. Yeah, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> it's the perfect voice um, for a horror movie show. Right. <laughs> Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we see our <laughs> see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, it was Evil Dead Rise. Stay tuned because we will recommend the film or not, play the trailer and then spoil the movie. We also have movie news and stuff we've been watching that we like to talk about. Um, uh, and, it sounds like you're trying to talk through a tragedy. It's hilarious. <laughs> like you're about like to it, cry. Just, my life is so hard. Like, <laughs> like I saw and, Evil Dead Rise and it was beautiful. <laughs> so pretty. The blood was so... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just so much. It was a beautiful symphony of gore. Anyhow, well, this would be great. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how how I last <laughs> over the next forty five minutes to an hour. Because uh, um, I mean, a, a smart person would say you should rest your voice, but I'm not smart. Yeah, and we can't we can't rest this review for a whole other week either. So I know exactly because next week we're doing Film Explosion 1983, and that is so freaking epic. Because there's so many great fucking movies that I can't wait to see what people picked. <laughs> Definitely the best year of cinema um, in the past 40 years, for sure. It's funny. I forgot to share it. <laughs> I forgot to share it with you. Um, there was an article. Man, who wrote it? Some Maybe it was Variety about how 1983 was the worst summer movie season of all time with <laughs> Superman 3 jaws 3d and all these other things i <laughs> just making me laugh 
Yeah, they must have been talking to me because I agree. Not even just the summer, just the whole year in general. And just like, it's just like, there's some movies. I mean, there's a couple movies, obviously, that I really like, but overall, it's just, well, you know, I like this movie and it's unique enough. I guess we can talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, And and that's pretty much where I'm at uh, with that one. But yeah, just to give our listeners a head up, up to, we're really transitioning really fast into Film Explosion 1993, right after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, because this summer's so packed. Yeah, because this summer's so packed. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we'll yeah. see. 93 was a great fucking year. I, I really struggled with 93. Yeah, 83 and 93 are like opposite ends of the spectrum as far oh, as picking totally. movies. Like, yeah, 93, I'm like, what? What do I got to struggle to keep off on this one? And 83 is just like, what do I got to watch to even get a movie on this list? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I I have a feeling a lot of our top of our list might be pretty similar um, because there's like two movies that, well, I mean, I guess my favorite one, it might be a lot different than everybody else's. But this week on Real Nerds, uh, we saw Evil Dead Rise, Brad. Do you recommend Evil Dead Rise? Yeah, I think uh, if you're an Evil Dead fan, I think this movie will deliver. I think this movie delivers uh, everything you want out of, out of a Evil Dead movie. Um, me as a casual fan of the series, uh, I'm just a little frustrated because I I kind of want the mythos to expand, and really this movie is just kind of more of the same. Um, I, I had a lot of fun in it. Obviously, um, I'm a big Evil Dead fan. I think uh, changing the location made it pretty interesting. Um, it definitely delivers on the gore. Um, once it really gets rolling, it gets pretty intense and lots of going on. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the thrill ride, I shall say. And I picked up on a cameo in it that they said this person had no uh, part in the film. And I'll talk about it during spoilers. And here's the trailer for Evil Dead Rise. What's up, sis? I had the most beautiful dream. It was the perfect day. And all I could think about was how much I wanted to cut you all open and then climb inside your bodies so that we could stay one happy family. (laughs) When I was just a little girl I asked my mother What is this, Danny? I found it. What will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Open up now. You don't look so good, Mom. Nothing. Big old kiss from you won't fix. 
here. I promise. You'd be a good mom someday, honey bath. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know how to lie to kids. Mommy's with the maggots now. Evil Dead Rise uh, actually starts at a cabin in the woods uh, with a group of uh, three people, uh, a woman and her cousin and her douchey boyfriend. And um, they're starting out on the dock. Uh, the douchey boyfriend talks about how uh, much the one girl is being weird. Her cousin goes in and checks on her and she has been possessed by the evil dead and now she's a deadite and she attacks and uh kills the boyfriend rips the scalp off of her, her cousin's head and then rises out of the lake and the title card was really cool i really like the title card yeah pretty epic um, title card opening yeah um and the opening is i mean her getting her scalp ripped off was pretty gruesome um and the dude got hit in the face with a drone which he foreshadowed <laughs> uh yeah, it's just it's just interesting, and then we're hit with the another title card that says "One Day Earlier," and we go to a apartment complex in California that is being condemned. Um, a former bank it, that had been turned into like low income housing. Yeah, and we meet uh, Beth, who is a guitar technician for a band, um, who's also now pregnant, and her single mother sister um, has three children and um, she's trying just to get by. Um, Beth makes an unexpected visit. Um, She sends the kids to get pizza on the way back. An earthquake happens. They find underneath the apartment complex, the old bank vault that contains uh, one of the book of the dead, a different one. So there's definitely different iterations of it. The one um, kid, Danny, is a DJ, so he's interested in the um, the records. He plays them, and of course, it's not music. It's the uh, chanting of uh, the words that all of us know from the Evil Dead lore, and it brings the uh, demons to the apartment complex that happened to uh, possess his mother. And then she goes on a spree of attacking her children and the neighbors. Um, and Beth has to defend them. Yeah. It's so oh yeah, it's an evil dead movie. I, I do like that. They, um, they did put the kids in danger a lot. <laughs> I mean, the kids, there's one like little boy in the hallway who gets his arms ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, the first, uh, girl that Bridget, she gets like a tattoo with her mom's blood that causes her to become a demon. And it's just, man, uh, yeah, it just goes balls to the wall then. 
um, with just violence and um, all that jazz. Did you pick up the Bruce Campbell cameo? Uh, not until I read about it on the internet, and I was like, "Man, I I should have caught that, and I didn't." Yeah, like I, as soon as I heard, it, I go, "Oh, that's Bruce. That's totally Bruce." And there was cool reading that the director said that's a displaced Ash, um, which makes sense if you watch the end of Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, he doesn't solve the problem, as of course he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> I did a. Uh... The theory I was in, when the movie started, I felt like the audio wasn't right in that room. Oh, so maybe that's why I didn't catch it. That's a bummer. Because, you know, the audio part is really important in that those kind of films. Because the mix with the stereo sound and stuff is really awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the... I mean, the effects were awesome because a lot of it was practical. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, when I talk about it being the same experience, you know, th- this movie did, you know, the evil dead franchise did grow up from a do du- du- DIY spirit. And now they have the tools at their disposal to create pretty much anything they want. And, uh, yeah, everything like looks great. Which is really crazy uh, to the evolution of the franchise. Cause the first one, I think, um, they tried to make a horror movie, but through budget constraints and just, the performances that made it kind of a campy uh, horror film. Yeah. And then, you know, evil dead Two is a horror comedy. And then army of darkness is a, its own little thing. Well, yeah. Cause um, they didn't start out making like wanting to make horror movies. They just did. Cause it was yeah. easier, to, easier to do. And like their, you know, their spirit was in comedies. So they just kind of merged the two. Exactly. Um, Sam Raimi, in fact, is a really big three stooges fan. And you can see that in his horror and actually all his movies. It definitely comes through. Obvious in Army uh, of Darkness for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just had a lot of fun with it. And, you know, the like I said, the, the movies have gone from the 2013 one to this one. I mean, they're pretty serious now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's little jokes in it. But for the most part, they're pretty much balls to the wall. Gore and um, violence and people in peril and... Um, so yeah, it's uh it's pretty unrelenting. Um and it's interesting too because this one how it's similar to the 2013 one is every aspect of what's happening to the people is somewhat foretold in the book of the dead. Um including the abomination at the end where it's a merger of the whole family sans the little 6-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess if I had one complaint is I wanted to see more of that abomination. I wanted to see how horrific it was. And I'm guessing because the film only had like a $15 million budget that they probably couldn't be as crazy with that as they wanted to be. Yeah. I mean, should too much light on a practical effect It yeah, it just kind of destroys the illusion. So exactly. I mean, I, I get it. It was still cool. I, I love the way it was shot. Um, when it when they were in the garage and it was stalking them around the car and stuff and yeah um, and it, it's it's fun when um, a director gets it and I think the last two directors they've picked to make these films understand what they are and understands what needs to be accomplished in the films um, and I guess I was reading an interview with a director and he said that Sam just tells them that it has to start with the book and end with the book. So you have to be bound by the book, but anything else you want to do is, you know, up to you. Um, 
And I, I like the, uh, I, I mentioned earlier the boy who got his arms ripped off. I did like the scene that you saw it through the peephole because it gave it kind of, uh, a different vibe and you couldn't really see what's going on. So you could only listen to it and all the horrific things that were happening. I thought was a really cool creative choice. Um, the lady who plays, uh, the mother deadite was really good. Um, you know, her movements and things like that. I, I think that, I think the overall film was uh, really well made and, really horrific and really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Anything uh, you want to add? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I, I agree a lot of those points. I just wish, um, you know, after all this time, there's really like not much, I just wish there was something different story-wise going on because, you know, this movie's still, you know, some rando finds the incantation releases the dead mayhem ensues. Um, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. They, they I read the book and unleash it, and yeah, there's not really like a a triumph at all. It just kind of like bleeds into like, well, there'll be more of this going on, and uh, but yeah, I just wish there was something different or expansive. You know, obviously, I don't yeah. want like a a mid uh, you know, uh, you know, reveal of like how like what makes the Evil Dead the Evil Dead. Like that's not my mean. It's just like. Um, I, I thought a huge missed opportunity was the fact that Beth was pregnant and the evil dead never inhabited her fetus. Oh, that would have been crazy. Like <laughs> imagine going idea. through the whole movie thinking she survived and then it like possesses the At fetus. At her birth it like eats through her stomach. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would have been like pretty shocking I think. But um, yeah I guess uh, yeah she just gets to go on with their life with the chainsaw. I don't know. <laughs> and then like having yeah, the bookends of the, uh, the camp thing just felt like, um, well, first of all, like, you know, I feel like the, the camp bookends were like, this movie takes way too long to start. <laughs> so let's just put this the beginning and the end so that people aren't bored. Cause it, it takes a long time for, you know, sure. to get through like earthquake and the bank fall and the mother to get possessed. I was just like, when is something shocking going to happen? Uh, so it was like this long buildup of nothing. Um, and you're just kind of getting to know like, yeah, Beth, she doesn't know if she can be a mom. And so she goes and seeks the advice of her sister, who is like a mom times three. Um, but that's like, that's about it for the character arc. You know, the rest of the time, they're just fighting this entity that they can't control. Um, and it is cool that the movie wasn't afraid to kill off two of the children. Um, and then turn them all into like this hive creature. Um, so that was cool. Like when the, the one daughter, like the ooze started coming out of her face, mm -hmm. like that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, then it's a lot of just like stuff you've seen before. Like there's so much hype about that cheese grater thing. And like <laughs> it just slaps like her sister's calf and scratches. And that's like the end of it. I was like, Oh, I thought there was something gnarlier about it, but okay. Yeah. There definitely wasn't the, uh, tongue cutting scene from 2013. Um, yeah. But and it, and yeah, it did I, end with a chainsaw, like mutilating, um, you know, another person. So yeah, that was a bit recycled. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, yeah, it was fun. I mean, like that is pretty much what I want from an Evil Dead movie. I get your points. Um, you know, the cool thing is, is now that they're not really tied to any continuity per se, so they can just, I mean, they can take place at any time. It can infect anybody. It's really what you want. Um, the movie to be, you know, um, 
so I mean, I think it'd be cool if they went like really far in the past or, um, yeah, that's one of the cool things about Army of Darkness is like it does like change the venue and the story. Like that's what I mean about just kind of like adding to the lore. Um, yeah, is because even like the the uh, apartment in this one, like, like it's it's still kind of like a one room deal, like you know one and sure. two are so, and in the remake, so I just kind of you know it just feels like they could even connect those two movies somehow. Yeah, yeah, this feels like they could go branch out and do other things with it. Yeah, to your point, I do like that they never really explain what the Evil Dead is. Um, you know, even in Army of Darkness, when they go back to the Middle Ages, the Book of the Dead already exists. So, yeah. Um, you know, the you know, bank vault thing, you could just do like, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be Ash per se, but whoever the priest was on the recording, like you could do that movie where, you know, oh, yeah, that'd you're be cool. dealing with the possession and then they were, rec- which I don't know why you'd like you were how why do you record it on vinyl and then press it and then like it's it seems like because the other uh movies were just like uh tape reels but vinyl seems really like you went through a lot of trouble and extra expense to like make a <laughs> vinyl of the recording i don't know like the other ones were were just uh m- magnetic reels right yeah it, was, it wasn't a record before it just feels like Oh, like kids are into vinyl these days, so it has to be on a vinyl. It's like, why would a priest back then make a recording of this demonic possession on vinyl? <laughs> you know, the one thing that they did kind of push to is the whole you can't really get rid of it, even if you dismember it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's some force that's in the world and uh, you can't stop it. It's really fascinating, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh they're fun and they're all really successful. So I'm guessing they'll probably make another one. Um, yeah, I can't wait. And this one, I'm glad it got a theatrical release and wasn't regulated to HBO max. Yeah. Uh, sound aside, I enjoy watching the theater. So yeah. All right. This is the movie news of the week. It's real news. So the big movie news is CinemaCon is happening on, is going on right now in Las Vegas. And the big news out of it is they did a special advanced screening of The Flash. And everybody there is saying how great it is. And it might be the best superhero movie of all time. All time? Yeah. That seems unlikely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're, um, I mean, I feel that there is a lot to it. I actually have avoided the newest trailer that they've released, um, because I kind of want to, now that I know what the story is based on and things like that, I kind of want to go into it now, uh, cold and enjoy it. But I, um, I was reading a lot of industry insiders and, I mean, I've heard that it is a really, really great movie. I mean, Tom Cruise says it is too. And they, uh, you know, they purposely wanted to show it there to get the goodwill out saying, Hey, you know, this movie is really good. We promise. And, um, so it's kind of cool, um, because I never was that interested in the character of the flash anyways, <clears throat> but, um, the possibilities of the storytelling wise, uh, I think is really cool. So, um, yeah, that's some big news. Uh, um, 
other than that, they haven't really announced very many much other stuff. Beetlejuice two, I guess, is gonna start getting made. Um, yeah, it just seems like uh, they're kind of gearing up for the summer right now, and um, you know, with Guardians literally uh, two weeks away, it's gonna start really soon. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's about all I got for news again. You know, it's uh, been a little quiet in on the movie news front. Yeah, just uh, Super Mario Bros. just eating everyone's lunch, so. Yeah, which is, um, you know, it, it, what, what I like about the Super Mario Brothers movie is um, it's basically proving that um, no matter what critics say, if you make a movie that people have fun seeing, it's going to make shit tons of money. <laughs> like, um I mean, the audience score is off the charts, and everybody really enjoys it. And it's um, and it's a testament to the creators of it, you know, sticking close to the Mario formula and giving what people really want in a in a Mario movie. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I think by the end of next week, it should hit a billion dollars, which I never thought it would do <laughs> when it was announced. I mean, I knew it was going to be popular, but that this popular is. It only bodes well that hopefully they'll make a Legend of Zelda movie. Yeah, uh, as long as it has a great story, that's what I'm I'm into. But but uh, you know, with uh, Tears of the Kingdom coming out, <laughs> I'm already like, you know, I'm I'm not starved for a uh, Zelda story right now. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do next. I mean, I guess they, even a Metroid movie would be pretty dope. Um. Really, that Metroid movie is long overdue. Like, yeah, it feels like it's it's made for that kind of uh, it may, it's made for cinematic stuff. So I'm down. Like they could have made a Guardians slash Hardcore Henry style Metroid movie. Oh, that would be sweet. That would be cool. Are you listening, Hollywood? I know you listen to our podcast all the time. Yeah, we 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 seen you <laughs> making our ideas and not giving us any credit or money. Yeah, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Some we executive somewhere doing rails <laughs> off his coffee table, He's just playing real nerds <laughs> in the background. Like, I gotta He's pay like, my rent. Look at right, man. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> this uh, my cocaine stash is getting low. I need some extra cash. Better listen to that real nerds <laughs> podcast. Get some new ideas. <laughs> Metroid slash Hardcore Henry movie. I'm on it. Does anyone remember that Hardcore Henry movie from like eight <laughs> years ago? This is stuff we watch throughout the week. This segment I call What We've Been Watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Uh, <laughs> nothing, uh, I don't know, nothing great. Well, Grace, like nothing notable. I I watched the Picard finale. I think that's new since the last episode. Yeah, I heard it's really um, good. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> Except for you, <laughs> it's a uh, it's it's like Breaking Bad, where the penultimate episode is like way more interesting than the final one. Um, yeah, but yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just like I expected more. Like. This wouldn't be bad if I, I. I'm sure a lot of people who, anyone who cares enough about the series probably watched already. So basically, the secret big bad guy was the Borg again. 
Mm. And, uh, you know, their plan wasn't that creative, I guess, <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> it was like it, they kind of do a first contact uh, part two. And uh, instead of assimilation, they're all about annihilation. So um, just revenge mm. for all the they're getting their asses handed to them in Voyager um, and using Picard as uh, a way to do that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of just like, oh, it's kind of like the Super Mario Brothers movie where it's like, oh, there's that cool thing I like, and there's another cool thing I like, and there's another cool thing I like that's happening. Um, <laughs> and you know, they, they, they hit all the nostalgia buttons for, for people, and I'm, I'm sure everyone enjoyed that, and I think it's great, but I just, I, I just want to be, it's Star Trek, I just want to be challenged more. Mm. So, um, you know, I, as I predicted last week, Picard went in and, you know, chose to save his kid um above all else and uh it wasn't as tragic as that so everyone got away clean and all happy ending and uh it's cool who's uh in charge of the the new enterprise enterprise g has been christened so i hope that becomes a show of its own with seven of nine at the helm and yeah see their adventures and uh, Picard's kid. I guess the good news is, is they'll always have um, more Star Trek because it seems it's the most popular thing on Paramount Plus. Yeah, let's keep my subscription going because Strange New World starts in like a month, so I'm like, I, I yeah, I'm not going to cancel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go nice. ahead and like I used to watch and then just let them stock up shows and then watch again and like burn through them. But sure. it's a month away. I'll, I'll keep it going. It's only like nine bucks. It's worth another season of Star Trek and. I'm not sure what's coming out after that, but you know, I got lower decks is great. Um, you know, discovery is wrapping up. So I kind of see how that ends. Um, yeah, but yeah, Star Trek legacy show would be great. Cause they could just have the adventures of seven and nine and the enterprise G and, uh, you, you could see, you know, the original cast members back in once in a while, um, for like, you know, episodes with less stakes. Um, yeah. and then also like bring in, people from DS9 and Voyager who have you know never gotten a chance to you know be in any cinematic adventures so um that'd be pretty cool nice. and then I uh I finished up Better Call Saul final season of Better Call Saul which was good um you know it's a slow burn type of show and uh I, I never noticed it before but there's this character called Lalo Salamanca um he's like a uh like a Mexican drug boss um and someone called him Mexican Joker because he's so uh he's uh almost cartoonish in how like they ride this fine line of him being over the top but also in like in the serious realistic world of Better Call Saul where like attorneys are doing stuff you know um, yeah he he kind of has like a, I can get into anywhere I want at any time vibe um. And yeah, so I just thought it was a funny description of him because he does kind of have that chaotic, like I can do whatever I want when I want thing in this very grounded world. Um, but yeah, it wrapped up the series nicely and um, it, uh, halfway through the season, it flashes. It's been a prequel for most of the thing, most of the series. And then the final half of it kind of flashes forward to show you what happens after he gets away in uh, Breaking Bad. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they, they tie the whole thing together. It's pretty, pretty good. And then, um, what's the other thing? Yeah, Ted Lasso's doing good. Actually, last week I didn't talk about, it, but that episode was just like 
a nice episode where stuff finally like people finally have start having breakthroughs uh and considering there's only like four episodes left it's like about time you know i was very surprised that a show that's ending was setting up new stuff (laughs) midway (laughs) through the season um it's like wow you're gonna wrap this up in four episodes okay is it for sure ending i mean they 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 said that before they even started season three but I could see a world where it doesn't. Um, like maybe they do spinoffs or something. Uh, where yeah. like maybe that maybe Ted goes back to Kansas at the end, end of this because he's got like got nowhere else to go. But they could, you know, I, I they could do stuff with like it's like The Office where the roster is so deep. Like you could just you could even do shows about the people on the team that you know only have like one or two lines per episodes. You know? Oh, for sure. They're so well. Everyone's so well fleshed out. So. Yeah, maybe he'll continue with someone else, you know, uh, Roy Kent, you know, maybe he could be the new coach. Fucking Roy Kent. <laughs> he's this week's episode. He has some great lines where he's just like, <laughs> he's starting to make puns and he's just like <laughs> ruining how much Ted is rubbed off on him. He's like, I hate what you've made me. <laughs> <laughs> he still goes with it. So, yeah, <laughs> it's great. You love me some Roy Kent. Yeah, he's amazing. Amazing character. What'd you watch? Uh, I only really watched one thing um, besides uh, beating the Resident Evil 4 remake. I know. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was sure you were going to do it. You've never beat a Resident Evil game before. I know. Um, it was it, The cool thing was, is though, you know, when you first play it again for the first time in, I don't even know how long would it come out on PlayStation 2. Because I played it, you know, obviously on GameCube first, and then when they re-released it on PlayStation 2, I played it again. PlayStation 3? Uh, no. I do have a version of it on PlayStation 4 that I never played, but I just bought so I could still have all the old Resident Evils, because PlayStation 4 brought every single one back out. Wait, Um, so when 4 came out on Cube, they also did a PS2 version? Yeah, I think it was a year or two later after the oh, exclusivity wow. ended. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but it was kind of cool because it took me, you know, a little bit to get back into it, um, to get the controls and the feel of the game. But then when I did, I just started steamrolling. It was awesome, like learning how to kill those dudes that with the you know when the bugs come out of them and shit, and um, and it was fun. I mean, they have a little bit a different story changes, just a little bit set for some new things. It's still the same beats pretty much, but like I said, just a little changes is nice. Um, yeah, but the only really new thing I watch and I've never seen it before, which is kind of shocking is I watched the, uh, 1977 Suspiria, um, which, uh, I mean, it's a really beautiful film. I love the colors in it. Um, and I know you're not the biggest fan of it, but I actually had enjoyed watching it. Um, I, yeah. I think that paranoia is really cool. Um, the opening uh, death scene is really cool. Um, yeah, I barely uh, remember like, it, but uh, uh, the art direction where the, was like, pretty cool. Spirit attacks that lady in the like apartment thing and stabs her a bunch of times, and then like hangs her from the ceiling. Um, it was really interesting. I mean, and the story is kind of nonsensical. I mean, it's about witches. Uh, spoilers for a movie that's almost 40 years old or 50 years old. Um, this American goes to a dance school in Germany and it's actually controlled by witches and they're trying to, I don't even know what they're trying to do. 
<laughs> but it just it looks pretty. The music's pretty interesting. Um, the violence is pretty cool. Um, the ending is really hokey, but um, uh, but I, I had fun watching it. Um, you know, I know it's picked as you know some of the greatest, like one of the best horror movies of all time. I'm not there with it, but I do think it's a pretty fun and entertaining film. And I, I mean, I think it's important because you can see a lot of influences as you watch it. But yeah, you when you saw it a couple years ago, like at a midnight screening, right? Yeah, um, yeah, years and ago. So I I pretty much forgotten it. Yeah, I say it sounds like it stuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember it being like pretty to watch in places. But yeah, it has stuff like you know the red paint type of blood going yeah. on and stuff like that. And yeah, that like I don't understand the story that well. So uh, yeah, I think it's supposed to be that way. I mean, I think it has a lot to do with it being an Italian horror film. Where a lot yeah. of it's subjective, you know, and I think um, that, yeah, the music was good. You know, it's like that synth, gothic synth stuff going on. So yeah, the guys who did that, the score also scored uh, Dawn of the Dead. So um, yeah, it has that same vibe to it. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was a cool movie. Um, I got the uh, Synapse like Ultra Edition Blu-ray that has tons of special features on. All the special features are really great. Um, so if you're going to get it, I mean, pick it up. I, I mean, it's kind of expensive. I think it's like $35, but, um, but they have a whole second disc dedicated to just the special features. Cause there's so much, so many of them. Um, but yeah, that's all I watched this week. Uh, speaking of discs, <laughs> uh, my, uh, Stinka vision Ninja Turtles, uh, movie came in from Australia. How really? <laughs> so the uh, scratch and sniff stickers that you can go to as you watch the movie. Oh, nice. it works. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, it's on the same sheet, but yeah, there's like ten different scents on there. Um, interesting. Yeah, and then the the really cool. I think the coolest part about the disc is though it is actually has the uh, behind the scenes documentary of the movie, which oh nice Ninja Turtles through DVD through Blu-ray has not had a ton of making of special features commentaries nothing. Which I um, thought was weird because how popular the property is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they've had them in like, uh, like there's a director's edition of the DVD back in the day, um, for like UK. And I was like, why huh. can't, like, what about the rights means you can't have Steve Barron's commentary on the disc in the US? Like, why can't I have all this behind the scenes footage on the US disc? Like, what, what the hell? Um, so yeah, but yeah, this disc has it and it's great. It's, uh, technically, of Ninja Turtles 2 making of that has footage from both movies in it. <laughs> so, huh. but I'll take it. And, um, but it seems like they should have like some comprehensive documentary about the Ninja Turtles. I mean, like, it just seems like there should the property be itself. They do have a couple, like there is that, um, the one I interviewed for back at San Diego comic-con that one time. And then, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't make it on the, and I didn't make it in, but, Bullshit. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, there's like the, the Netflix one, the toys that made us. Um, yeah. That one though. I mean, it's cool, but it's, I'm not the biggest fan of, of the documentaries they do now where they go and Kevin Eastman wanted to, um, turn turtles into secret goo and teenagers. And then they cut to someone and go, say what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, that like snarky new style of documentary. Um, Short attention span documentary type stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I get it. But yeah, there's that. What is it called? I think. It's, oh yeah, it's called Turtle Power. Um, I think it's only on DVD. But that was pretty probably the most extensive one that covers like making the comics and going through the whole property up until I guess 2010 when it came out. So you know, probably I, do I, for I, more. I, I'm surprised they didn't wouldn't do one for like Chris, like they did Crystal Lake Memories, you know, where they have an hour dedicated to each part, you know an hour to the comics, an hour to the cartoon show, an hour to the movies. Yeah. That's, uh, they don't have that. So someone that that's definitely needed. And yeah, property that's 40 years old now probably should. And not only 40 years old, but I mean, pretty beloved. Yeah. Um, well, it's 40 years old cause it is beloved. Um, exactly. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, but and yeah, yeah um, with a new movie coming out too, I'm just like, you guys need to remaster these and put them in 4k and that by August. Yeah, and you hope they will. I mean, they have to. I'm guessing the new movie's going to do pretty well. I mean, it looks freaking stunning. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, actually, I can't wait for that one. I mean, fudge. That's the one thing I'm glad that Into the Spider-Verse also, besides being a really great movie, it kind of opened up this new animation style that people aren't stuck in. Yeah, does uh, Spider-Verse come out before? Yeah. Yeah, I think it comes out in June, if I remember right. So hopefully that doesn't, like... I don't know, exhaust people's <laughs> I'm trying to look at like other I think Spider Man I'm I'm trying to look for other animated films between that and Turtles, and I think all summer that's it. Yeah, because Elemental. Well, when's Elemental for Oh yeah, Elemental. Out? That's like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the same week as the Flash. Is it really? Yeah. Weird. Um yeah, animate. Like, I, I guess also I didn't like. I'm looking at the real nerds feature list, and I did, probably didn't write down secondary films, but there's probably some other DreamWorks or Illumination stuff come out that I didn't put on there. But yeah, hopefully people aren't like over that style of animation by August because <laughs> they're they just been eating up Spider Man for like two months. Well, I mean, I get it. Spider Man's the greatest literary character of all time, so. Sure. I'm sure if someone out there agrees with me. I'm, I, I know there's a lot of people who disagree with you, but yeah. <laughs> it's called the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What is it? Uh, what, Beowulf is the original like literary character or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like the first superhero kind of. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of stodgy stuff shirts would probably be like, Bleh. I disagree. It's definitely Beowulf because he initiated blah 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 blah. <laughs> he didn't even he didn't even save his, save his uncle Ben. He let that old man <laughs> get fucking shot. Uh, yeah. Anything yeah. else you watched? No, that's it. Cool. Yeah, so I really did. Um, next week uh, we're doing Film Explosion 1983. Um, I don't know if this episode will be out before that comes out, but if it is. Send us your list. Uh, thanks, Brad. See you at the movies. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd. Can follow the plot and a real nerd. Look at all the gods. Lights, camera, action. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. 
Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6NERDS5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it. <laughs>